You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP, Andrea Parrott, Parrot Talk. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it with tales from all across the nation. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. So Andrea, I was thinking about this. You know, a lot of people are registering for RAGBRAI maybe for the first time or maybe for the uh, what are we at? 49th time? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it got me thinking about, you know, ways to do RAGBRAI and that, of course, you can use the official luggage service that RAGBRAI comes with. It comes with your registration where you can throw your gear on it. But a lot of people do RAGBRAI in other ways. And so like, I have my favorite way, but what's your favorite way to RAGBRAI? Well, my favorite way to ride RAGBRAI is with my entire family oh yeah (laughs) like mom dad brothers cousins everyone aunts uncles and friends and more and we all ride with a bike club called the bicyclists of iowa city Mm. well rode when i last rode so many years ago (laughs) but we would ride with a a bicycling club and they would haul your luggage and provide tasty drinks and snacks and things like that but it's, it's pretty low frills but it's my favorite way to go yeah I have done RAGBRAI so many times, like I've done it so many different ways. You know, I've done it where I was self-contained. So I literally Mm -hmm. left my house in Cedar Rapids and rode to RAGBRAI with all my junk on my bike and then left it all on my bike all week long. And so I just camped wherever I camped. But then I've also done like in an RV, which is pretty darn sweet too. Ooh, cushy. Yeah. And we had a driver. So literally they would be waiting in the overnight town and you know you'd have a, a cold beverage waiting for you and a hot shower and it's that's a pretty nice way too but I love doing ragbri um with lots of friends like with a team yeah you know yeah that's pretty cool too and a team on a bus I'd say there's other ways to ride ragbri if you so desire just for the newbies out there I say there's also a program that where we we meaning the overnight towns pair the riders up with um, homes, people's homes in the communities. So mm-hmm. you could be staying with a resident of, say, I don't know, last year, Sac City, mm-hmm. staying in their basement or on their guest room couch or, you know, whatever they're comfortable with. Last year, it was all in camping in yards. I don't know how it'll be this year, but that's one fun way to do it. And we match people that way. If you don't care for camping, but you can't, you didn't get signed up in time to get a hotel room, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's a fun way to do it. Hotel rooms, I would say, if you're a newbie, don't bank on them because they sell out literally immediately. <laughs> right, right. If they were even existing to begin with. Or you could ride with a charter, and the charters, like my family's, that can be basic where you're camping in a tent, mm-hmm. all the way to pork bellies where you could be sleeping inside of a converted semi truck, which doesn't sound that great until you see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so awesome. Like air conditioning and your own little yeah. porch. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to point out that if you go to ragbride.com, there's actually a section called um, charters. So you can go mm-hmm. on there and they're the official ragbride charters, meaning that those companies have connected with ragbride and they have all kinds of information. And I do know a lot of the charters are already starting dialogues with people like, you know, yeah. start getting registered now as long as you're registered for ragbride. Yeah, it's like a little menu of charters and really it's a wide range. So you know, just kind of look into it. If you've never learned about them before, there's probably something for you. Mm-hmm. Or you can write on your own. There's no 
absolutely no obligation to write with the charter, but that's just a fun way to do it if you're a newbie because mm-hmm. they kind of handle some of the small stuff, like maybe a ride out to the start, ride back from the end, mm-hmm. some stuff that you may not want to have to deal with as a newbie. But yeah. anyway, there's yeah. as many kinds of ways to ride Ragbri as there are people that ride Ragbri. Right. So. And here we are almost to the end of the year. And, you know, in a matter of weeks, we, we will know the actual towns will be going to, which is pretty darn exciting. So uh, January 28th is our Ragbri route announcement party. And I believe that you have an announcement right now. I do. Well, this has been released online, so it's not a surprise if you've been following us on social media. But for those of you who are podcast listeners, we have a band announced for the Ragbri route announcement party. All right, let's hear it. We have every year we have a band. It's always cool. And this one is special in that they haven't played on Ragbri before. Ooh. And the band is called Not Quite Brothers. Mm. And they're a five-piece cover band from Cedar Falls. And if you've seen the Pork Tornadoes live several times, they have opened for the Pork Tornadoes. So it's possible you've seen them there. Mm. Um, but they are rocking. They're going to be perfect for the round announcement. I looked up. They have a YouTube channel with a, lot, a couple different videos on it that I would recommend if you want to kind of see what they're like, but they cover crazy train by Ozzy Osbourne, Mm. um, Van Halen, the Beatles, Johnny cash and more. So they're right up our alley. They're going to be so much fun to have at the route announcement. And they were specifically recommended by the company that does our stage stage truck. So they have, they, they're going to be perfect sonically for the space. They're, custom fit to the space where we're going to have the route announcement. So they're going to sound good. Awesome. And, and I'm assuming high energy because that event will just be really fun to see live. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't open for the pork tornadoes and be low energy. So (laughs) (laughs) you're right. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. So get a sneak preview online and then come join us at the route announcement to see them. Cool. All right. Well, coming up next, uh, we, instead of having an interview of somebody, we've got a very, very important (gasps) parrot talk. (laughs) Yes. You're going to hear me talk. Um, I got a parrot talk question for you today and maybe a little something extra. Oh, awesome. It's been a long time since we've got to listen to a parrot talk. I know. I know. I managed to keep my beak shut for <laughs> long enough time. <laughs> so Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, take my microphone off and here you go. Hey, this is Andrea. And that's right. That means this is parrot talk. Hey, I'm happy to be squawking to you today from parrot talk studios Two in the spare room of Casa Parrot. So I'm out of the office today. I'm enjoying a bright sunny day at the very beginning of winter or what seems like winter. Look, I'm going to take it. So that actually reminds me of today's topic. I had someone wrote in and asked me a Parrot Talk question today. Um, And it is this. I went out biking and my hands were freezing. Do you have any recommendations for cold weather or winter biking gloves? Okay, backtrack. First of all, biking gloves would make an excellent holiday gift for the cyclist in your life because we use them a lot and I'll be darned if you're not always losing one. Um, What I like to do is if they have little Velcro on them, I'll Velcro them together. So it's kind of like front to back so that when I wash them, they stay together. But you can't always do that. And, you know, it just seems like I have a whole drawer of right-handed gloves. 
How does that work? Mysteries of the world. It's like socks, except worse because you can't wear one glove on the other hand. Or you could try, but it would not feel the best because they got that padding on there. As a new biker, you may not realize, but when you're biking out and it's even kind of chilly, your fingers and your ears get cold immediately. Uh, and probably followed shortly by your toes, but sometimes you have to even turn around and come home because your ears or your fingers are so freezing. And that is just the biggest bummer, especially when you're trying to really milk the end of the cycling season. If you're like me and you don't cycle year round, I like, I'm a summer warm weather cyclist. So even in the summer, sometimes I wear gloves because in the chilly mornings, I don't, my fingers get kind of cramped up when they're cold. So luckily for you, there's a wide range of gloves available. And to start with, I would recommend the kind of bike gloves that you would think of whenever you say the words bike gloves, which are those fingerless padded gloves that everyone has seen. They, um, if you have fingers that tend to go numb when you're cycling, first of all, your handlebars are probably adjusted incorrectly. But second of all, the gloves can help with that because they provide a little padding. If you're pinching a nerve with your hand on the handlebar, they can provide a little buffer zone there. Um, they can also protect the skin. For example, when I fell off my bike and broke my hand earlier this year, uh, the bike gloves would have protected my hands from being all skinned up and made it a lot less embarrassing to try to do things for the next week <laughs> while my uh, skinned hand was healing. Do they protect you from everything? Would they have stopped my hand from breaking? No. But it's, they're nice to have. They also provide a little bit of shade to your hand so that you get a really funky looking tan and you could show that off to all your biking friends and like look look how much I was biking my hands are tan in weird places so I love regular bike gloves I recommend primal gloves but there are gobs of good bike gloves out there uh just search them on Amazon go to your local bike shop they're available there for you way back in the days of yore we even had ragbri bike gloves made by primal they're pretty sweet but that was in 2013. So good luck finding a pair of those. So a level up from that, if you want full finger gloves, good light gloves, I have a brand called Hand Up. Again, there's a thousand and one kinds of good light bike gloves out there. I like mine because on the palms, they stay, one hand says S-T-O and the other hand says K-E-D. So when you put them together, it says stoked and that's really cute. But you can get whatever kind of crazy wacky looking gloves or plain black gloves that you like. Uh, and they're perfect for that chilly summer morning or early fall or maybe an underlayer. These are not appropriate for winter cycling. They would not keep you from freezing your fingers off. Again, layering can be nice because if you do get hot while cycling, you could just, you know, give a layer, take a layer as you wish. Along those lines, I've also had a pair of gloves that it has fingerless gloves on the inside layer. But then on the outside layer, it's like a mitten. And you can add that mitten to cover your fingers. And then when you're not wearing the mitten, it flips back and it's held back by a little magnet. So sort of two layer mitten gloves, like a glitten or a mlove, up to you, which <laughs> flattering term you'd like to use to describe those. But they're nice because they're one step warmer. Uh, they're multi-purpose. They're wicking. The main thing that all the best bike gloves have in common is that they're washable because look, this is gross. If you get grossed out easily, just skip ahead five seconds, but it's 
they're a great way to wipe your nose when you're riding and you're, you get a runny nose. So I said it, you got to have washable gloves. And another good feature that all good bike gloves have is reflective accents on the outside. Just to add another little safety element to your wardrobe, which is nice. Um, I like to imagine that if I was stranded somewhere, I could be waving my little mitten around and someone would see the reflection and get me out of there. Anyway, so after that, I would almost recommend skipping any other type of traditional glove and going straight to something that's called a pogey light. Uh, you might have seen them called bar mitts, but pogies are made here in Iowa. Shout out Bike Iowa. If you've never seen them before, basically they're gloves that attach to your handlebars and then you put your hands inside the glove. So like, it's almost like a garage for your hands. Ah, that doesn't quite make sense. But like, it's an outside cover that you put that goes over your handlebar and you can still use your brakes, but then you put your hands inside. I would still recommend wearing gloves and also the pogies, but the pogies really, really deflect the wind, which is the main thing that keeps keeps your hands super cold while biking. And I really love that. So highly recommend that. But all, all that being said, you're probably going to want to go to your local sporting goods store like Shields or a bike shop and just try some options out because everybody has different sizes of hands. I have big hands, so I like to buy them in person, gloves in person, because otherwise the cuffs are really short or my fingers are like, the the fingers are not long enough for my hands or anyway, it's a great way to also, you can just kind of shop around to make sure that you get the right style for you. That's my little coverage on bike gloves. If you'd like me to elaborate on any specific point of this, or if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me about this at Just Go Bike, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or again, you can get a hold of me at the email, justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. So I said that I was going to have a little surprise for you. And my surprise is, <gasps> what? A John Karras article that I picked out for you. And, you know, I just thought it would be fun to kind of double up today because in celebration of John Karras and his incredible articles that he's left for us to read, uh, there's a thousand and one, so I'll never get through them all unless I start today. Uh, you know, I started a long time ago, but whatever. I gotta keep. I want to keep reading them. I want to keep sharing them with you until I get sick of them. Or I've read all the ones that were fun to share. This one starts off a little grim, so just stick with me on it. Uh, these remember that these news articles were not just to convey the spirit of the ride and the fun things that happened on the ride, but also to factually report on what happened? And, you know, for the family and friends who were left behind, who were like, oh my gosh, my brother's been out there on this bike for two, for a whole week. I don't know, you know, what he's up to, what the heck's going on with these bikers. So with that in mind, um, this one is titled, first of all, it's from Wednesday, August 1st, 1979. And it's called Great Bike Ride Has Its Share of Casualties by John Karras, registered staff writer from Story City, Iowa. Ragbri 7 fell down Tuesday. No, not the whole Ragbri, just parts of it. Great cracks opened in the center of the road, both west and east of Churden, grabbed wheels and threw riders to the pavement. At least eight were treated at Green County Medical Center in Jefferson and released. One biker was admitted, Nancy Mintz, 24, of Murray Hill, New Jersey. Good grief, what a disaster. To come all the way out here from New Jersey only to fall off one's bike and bang one's head on the pavement. Tuesday night in the medical center, they said she was in good condition. 
The eight who were treated and released ranged in age from 14 to 44, two, with 38, 19, 24, 16, and 20 in between. And they came from Burlington, Humboldt, Iowa City, Fort Dodge, Jefferson, Menlo, and Springfield, Illinois. Survivors glassy-eyed. The rest of Ragbri, or at least most of it, looked numb on Tuesday. As is customary by this time in the ride, the miles are beginning to take their toll. And there have been quite a few miles for most of these riders. 71 Sunday, 78 Monday, and 76 Tuesday. There will be 70 today from Story City to Tama Toledo. An easy day. The riders' eyes take on a glassy look. They make silly jokes. They laugh in shrill tones. They assure each other that they're having a fantastically good time underneath their zinc oxide ointment and knee bandages as their stomachs slosh about with ersatz lemonade, iced tea, hot dogs, and baked beans. You must understand that for real bicycle riders, that kind of mileage, especially with the winds that have favored Ragbri 7, is no mileage at all. But most Ragbri riders are not real bicycle riders, which is why Ragbri is so much fun. In parentheses, real bicycle riders are very serious people. Most Ragbriers are flakes. The Hill. The big event in Tuesday's ride, for example, was Ragbri's annual Big Hill. This one east of Pilot Mound, across from the Des Moines River Valley. The riders had a steep run down and a steep, not outrageously steep, run up. A real biker would rather die than get off and walk up such a hill. All the real bikers pedaled. But the true ragbriers, that ragtag, fun-loving, finger-popping bunch, walked and thought nothing of it. Donald Call, by the way, walked up the hill. Finally, after all these years, I must confess something to you. Ragbri was meant to be a joke. But unfortunately, or fortunately, no one but Donald Call and I got it. Ragbri was my idea. No, no, not the ride, the name. The nation, it seemed to me, was going crazy with acronyms. Capital letters in a row that became words, as in sack, hud, hue, acorn, yippee, and so on and so on. And so I thought it would be tremendously hilarious to put together the longest, silliest, most ridiculous string of initials imaginable, and everyone would get a great big laugh out of it. Ha <laughs> ha! What happened? People ask me how to pronounce Ragbri. Indeed, they still do. It's embarrassing, I tell you. But the ride goes on, and with it, the traditional feeding of the masses. Why is it that none of Ragbri towns has hit upon loaves and fishes? Roadside Temptations the riders had hardly got out of Rockwell City when that town's rainbow girls enticed them with cookies and coffee a few miles north of Lorville. That pattern, as always on Ragbri, maintained itself all the way to Story City. There were pancakes, eggs, sausages, not to mention the hot dogs, in Lorville. Cookies, cakes and sandwiches in Churden, hot dogs, baked beans, ham sandwiches, and more portable toilets. If you think those are unimportant, you've never been on a bike ride. In Boxholm, cookies and sandwich and Mackie, and everywhere, drinks of nearly every description. And so the riders entered Story City, where food once again enticed them at every street corner. The community's four churches served dinner at the shelter house in North Park. Various food stands were spotted here and there. This morning, the Lions and Kiwanis will serve breakfast at the shelter. Oh, and the swimming pool and the showers at the high school were open for the bikers. And a country western band, Golden Classics, sponsored by Harlan's Food Mart and featuring a fantastic yodeler, played Tuesday night near at the shelter house. Is it any wonder that year after year, 
Ragbri gets fatter and fatter. Tama Toledo, you better be ready. Oh man, I just love going through these old Ragbri articles and reading every single one. Uh, it's my favorite that Karis feels the need to list out all the different food options that he saw throughout the day. I mean, he kind of makes fun of it, but it's always like hot dogs and burgers and beans and sandwiches and cookies and cakes. It's always very similar <laughs> and it always sounds great. I'm, I love eating that kind of stuff myself, but it's just hilarious and exactly where I found it. But the thing is, it's already happened. You can read about what happened previously and it's nice to know what your family may have eaten, but it's not like a menu that you can look ahead to for the next day with the exception of that, the breakfast items. Uh, boy, what I wouldn't give to hear the Golden Classics and their fantastic yodeler. Oh my gosh, that's something we need to bring back for Ragbri this year. Just an opinion. All right, so that's it for the Parrot Talk today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, again, I'd love to hear your questions or your yodels if you'd like to send them in. I'll be happy to hear them. And until then, I'll squawk at you next week. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. Okay, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, just just go bike! bike!